This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Your Money on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Your Money Series XM Channel 132 Business Radio that's powered by the Wharton School. I'm Kent Smith, professor at the Wharton School in Philadelphia. New episodes of this show premiere every Tuesday from 5 p.m. Eastern. And we're still not taking live calls. Um, but if you are looking for a fee-only advisor, you, you can again go to my website, kentonmoney.com. Um, and so uh, certainly uh, uh, Joe Biden has been the declared winner of the presidential race. Uh, it, it certainly uh, also leads to some issues about what coming toward the end of the year, what should you be doing potentially with your investments and other financial planning uh, strategies? And Tom Meyer is the CEO of Meyer Capital Group, uh, fee-only investment uh, uh, firm uh, based in Marlton, New Jersey. He's been on the show many times. Tom, Tom, welcome back to the show. Ken, thanks. Great to be here as usual. And so um, let's talk first about some end of the year things that people should be taking um, or giving at least some thought to, um, and in particular, uh, changes that maybe they should be making or at least think about making at least um, be- before the end of this year. First, let's talk about Roth conversions. Why should be people maybe be thinking about doing a Roth conversion? First, you know, remind people what a Roth conversion is and why might people be thinking about that? Sure. So for the individual investor that has a nice chunk of uh, money in a regular IRA, uh, the Roth the Roth conversion, um, no matter what the income limits, uh, every individual investor has the opportunity to take from their uh, regular IRA into their um, into a Roth IRA, which of course means that you pay your taxes up front, and therefore, uh, at the um, in the next 10, 20 years, whatever, you don't have to stop paying taxes uh, ever again. These are act- actually tax-free IRAs as opposed to tax-deferred IRAs. And remember what happens when an individual investor converts from their IRA to a Roth IRA, it's 100% taxable income. So. Right. This year, what's going to happen is you have a lot of individuals that uh, their incomes will be down this year. So it makes it um, a nice uh, opportunity to take advantage of lower income to go ahead and convert your or a portion of your regular to a Roth. Yeah. And it might seem counterintuitive at first. Hey, your income's down. Why should you be paying more taxes? But, you know, hopefully a vaccine is around the corner maybe have higher income in the future and but me if you got some spare you know cash in the bank account and elsewhere or just in the uh, um, some other investment tax taxable accounts maybe a good time to take advantage of that lower tax rate today now let's talk about capital gain payouts a very unusual year about some funds in uh, their capital gains uh, uh, treatment. Uh, explain that. Yeah, so in the equity funds this year, the trillions upon trillions of dollars that are invested in um, open-ended mutual funds that are in taxable accounts, this is one of those quirky years that due to the increased volatility, mutual funds, uh, because of their uh, tax structure, have to pay out 90% 
of their gains back to shareholders. And when they had, um, during the COVID crisis, or we're still in it, but during the, the uh, March, uh, uh, April, and May um, timeframe, you had a lot of redemption requests coming from these mutual funds. And these mutual funds, of course, uh, were obligated to meet those redemption requests, which created big capital gains. So what does that mean? You, you could be sitting in a, uh, a mutual fund today that is actually down for the year that has a potential 15 to 20% payout, meaning that you would be susceptible to that capital gain of up, up to 20%. We yeah. were just shocked at uh, during, our anal- during our analysis of what these capital gain payouts are this year. So it, it brings to memory 2008, it uh, goes all the way back to 2000, and it goes back to 1987. Yeah, I go back that far, where you had these stock markets, these volatile stock markets, and these mutual funds that have a good potential being down for the year, paying out these huge capital gains. So be very, very cognizant of that. And if you have a, a, a little bit of a loss, don't fear taking that loss. Go ahead, get out, and reallocate, possibly into a more tax-efficient uh, ETF. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a very odd year that you could actually have gains despite the fact that your your investments may be level or even uh, lower. Uh, talk about mortgage rates. It certainly uh, maybe ticked up a little bit today, but nonetheless, um, still quite low. Yeah, well, you know, we have had an uptick today. Of up uh, the tenure uh, ticked up to point nine four, Ken. <laughs> By historic standards, it's still crazy low, right? We go back, we remember what the double-digit uh, mortgage rates were. But yeah. having said that, um, you know, you can just tell by what's going on in the real estate market that people are taking advantage of this, that this is a time to refi. This is a great time to uh, look for a home. Um, you know, your the, the price, um, the price, the cost savings of what you're going to do with a 30-year mortgage at at 3% compared to where we were two years ago is, is phenomenal. And it's a great time to look at refinancing. It's a great time to, you know, a great insurance policy, believe it or not, is even to look at a HELOC. You don't have to mm. use it, but it's nice to just put on there just in case you need some cash during situations like what we've just gone through. Yeah. It's very, very cheap right now. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, things like credit reports. I mean, uh, we talked before the show, you thought it was also a good idea for people to be checking their credit reports. Why is that? Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, unfortunately, most people don't do it. And it's free for God's sake, right? It right. should be done once a year. And and I'll, I'll tell you what we're running into now, and you have to be so careful, are these internet scams that are happening left and right. And sometimes you have no clue if you're getting scammed. And if you either A, check your credit, or B, you can even freeze your credit during crazy times like this, just to to add a little bit of precaution. You just don't need to go through what's going on out there. Um, The IRS scams, because of, of what's going on with the IRAs and the CARES Act and the SECURE Act, uh, these scamsters are out there and you just have to be very, very careful. And checking your credit is a great way to uh, sleep a little bit better at night. Yeah, yeah. And certainly, you know, finally, let's talk about asset allocation. I mean, it may seem like uh, 
obvious, of course, once you always check at asset allocation. Why is it especially important this year? And is, is there opportunities for some tax savings? And certainly tech, the value of tax loss harvesting, you know, is, is certainly uh, lower than it was in the past just because we have such a low risk-free, you know, or a, a rate. But nonetheless, uh, talk a little bit about uh, people's yeah. uh, allocations. Sure, year-end tax loss harvesting is is um, something that every, it's a it's a yearly ritual that anything to help offset um, capital gains or taxes at the end of the year. Um, and remember, you can always carry forward those losses against even even business uh, gains if if need be. Um, and then, of course, your asset allocation. You know, with the fan stocks doing what they're doing and large cap growth just growing exponentially this year, especially compared to value. More than likely, individual investors are top heavy in large cap growth. And this, you know, you want to be uh, disciplined as much as possible and say, hey, I'm going to scrape a little bit of my large cap growth and go ahead and reallocate into things that really weren't working up until now. Now, I have to tell you, we've had this the most uh, time in history that we have had large cap growth doing better than large cap value. Uh, mm. I've never seen anything like this in my 38 years. And it's it's only a matter of time. Today's a perfect example of where your uh, industrials and your materials and your financials that have just lagged these big fang stocks now have started to come back because of the possibility of this economy recovering. And now's a good time to go ahead and pluck away a little bit of profits. You know, you never lose by taking a profit and reallocating accordingly to your asset allocation. Yeah, and then uh, I said finally for the last thing, but I'll sneak one more in there because we have a, uh, the time to do so. It, it, certainly there's a bipartisan bill right now in Congress talking about maybe even increasing the, the IRA uh, distribution to age 75 and even uh, exempting some people completely. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I mean, do you think, you know, not to, have you play politics and read the tea leaves there? Do you think that's something likely to uh, come to fruition? And you know, wh how, how would that change? If suppose it did, how would that change how people will do their planning? Well, this is a bipartisan approach, which is hopefully will become the norm going forward. Maybe yeah. Washington will start talking to each other, both sides. And th this is great. Um, it is just amazing that it's been over 35 years before the, Secures Act, the SECURE Act, where they actually upped the RMD age of 70 and a half to 72. I cannot believe that we've been living longer lives, working longer days into our years. You know what I'm saying? You know, we're working into our 70s, yet even if we were working, you were making us take our RMDs out, which was just ridiculous. So they made, it was a great step to go to 72. And to your point, they're talking about now going to 75, which is just fantastic if that does happen. Um, and more importantly, you, you said they're, they're are even talking about exempting um, individuals that have less than $100,000 at the end of, as of 1231 on a calendar year, where you will not even be required to take out a dime. So it's almost like a quasi uh, Roth Ira, if you think about it, which mm. is which is really really good news, and and I I think it's something that going forward it might go through, and from a planning standpoint of view, let's not forget the Secures Act, 
They, they, they give it with one hand, they take it with the other, and they got rid of the stretch IRA, which was really from a planning tool, really helped out tremendously. And now remember, uh, outside of being 10 years uh, uh, or younger from uh, the, the beneficiary of an IRA or um, being a, um, a uh, spouse or uh, not a spouse, excuse me, a second leg down, you will now have to take out your contribution or your inherited IRA within a 10 year time frame. Excellent. So what's good about that though, I will say this, you are not required to take out RMDs. So the bottom line is that you can stretch that out for 10 years and let that grow tax deferred, but it must all be out of that um, inherited IRA by the 10th year. Yep, excellent. Tom, fantastic. Uh, thanks so much for coming back onto the show. It's great to have you. Thanks, Kent. And you can find out more about Tom, uh, Tom's firm uh, by going to uh, his website. Again, it's, uh, it's Meyer Capital Group. Just either Google that or his website is MeyerCG.com. That's M-E-Y-E-R-C-G.com. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.